Well, US-China relations, uh, seriously in the doghouse. In fact, the worst it's been in at least half a century. So it raises the question, uh, which Kishore and I are talking about this evening uh, and today, what is the best strategic framework for this relationship for the future? The Trump administration has spoken about uh, strategic competition as being their guiding principle. Uh, that strikes me as competition without rules, which means it just could go in any direction. <clears throat> the alternative is what I would call managed strategic competition. And by managed strategic competition, what I mean is a conceptual framework which has the following elements. Now, first of all, uh, that we have defined uh, internal red lines concerning each other's uh, core interests where it is mutually agreed, and if not agreed, understood, that if those red lines are crossed, then the rest of the managed strategic competition is out the window. <clears throat> Number two uh, is areas of continued strategic competition. And that is areas in the relationship, whether it's in artificial intelligence or whether it's in trade, where these two countries are at a hammer and tongs. And number three is areas of continued strategic cooperation. Uh, for example, pandemics, climate change, global financial management. So there's my broad take on it, Kishore. Your thoughts, mate? Kevin, I'm so glad that you emphasised the word strategy. Because when I wrote my book, uh, Has China Won? I begin by discussing a one-on-one -on -one lunch I had with Henry Kissinger about US-China relations. And what Henry Kissinger said told me in that one-on-one -on -one lunch is that the fundamental problem with the United States approach to China is that it has launched a geopolitical contest against China without working out any kind of strategy. So it's not even clear what the goals of the United States are vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, uh, China today. I mean, are you going trying to go for regime change? Uh, are you trying to go for behavior change? And as you know, Kevin, you get all these different kinds of signals, and which is why I think uh, the framework that you are proposing is indeed a very helpful one. It's good to make it clear where the red lines are, uh, it's also good to make clear where the areas of cooperation are. And so the conclusion of my book, uh, Has China Won, is that there are at least five different areas where United States and China can cooperate with each other to improve the well-being of their people. So I hope that you might also agree with that, Kevin. Well, I do with the, um, well, certainly the proposition about continued strategic cooperation, because something near and dear to my own heart, which is climate change. Um, frankly, the two largest emitters in the world of greenhouse gases uh, cannot not cooperate uh, unless the rest of us uh, just ultimately fry. So it's in the planet's interest and everyone else's interest, including the Chinese and the Americans, to have that as one big area of continued strategic cooperation. But I don't have some sort of uh, misty-eyed view of it. There will be strategic competition in a much larger number of domains, and there must be clear-cut red lines as well around core interests. I also, by the way, agree with your, concept, your idea or Henry Kissinger's reflection uh, that the United States at present um, is lacking a strategy. I mean, I've lived in America now for the last five years or more, and I've always said this in my presentations to American audiences. The thing about the United States 
and particularly under the Trump administration, is that you clearly have an attitude about China, but you certainly don't have a strategy for dealing with China, which goes to A, your strategic objectives, which, are, which need to be clear, B, the means by which you choose to deploy um, your resources in order to realize those objectives, and C, uh, whether in fact uh, you can have partnership with allies and friends on the way through. They're the hallmarks of a strategy. Will the Biden administration uh, embrace that approach? Well, I think there's more of a potential of them having a clear-sighted view of this than the current shambolic arrangements of the Trump administration. So back to you for the final word, Kishor. Thank you. I'm so glad you emphasized uh, climate change as a key issue, Kevin, because in, on the last page of my book, Has China Won? I have this image, and I say that if the US and China continue fighting each other while our climate change is happening, uh, future historians will see them as two tribes of apes fighting each other while the forest around them was burning. Now, we are supposed hmm. to be the most intelligent species on planet Earth. And if indeed climate change is happening and global warming is real, the first thing we should do is stop everything else and deal with the common challenge we have. Because as everybody emphasizes, we only have planet A, Earth. We don't have a planet B to go to. So I guess the real test for United States and China in this coming years and decades is, can they demonstrate to us that we belong to the most intelligent species of planet Earth and at least press a pause button on this geopolitical contest?